Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Sean, and this is my podcast. It's called Yo, What's Up? Today, you're listening to episode three of the podcast, wherein I share my interview with Chris Slog. Chris is a commercial scuba diver, treasure hunter, small business owner, and guide. He's based in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, and this interview was done at his coffee shop there, which is called The Workshop and which is located in the heart of Brightsville Beach's little downtown. The interview was done on November 9th, 2016. At that time, I was on my way to Northern Virginia after having had spent five weeks in Cocoa Beach, Florida, and it was about two and a half weeks before I left the East Coast to go back to Hawaii for the winter. So it was a unique opportunity that Chris and I got to talk, and I'm very thankful they took the time out to do so. In our interview, Chris and I talk about his background and path to his career, his experiences in the Atlantic waters off the coast of North Carolina, and the adventure of owning and growing a successful small business. If you'd like to know more, I have links to Chris on Instagram, as well as links to his websites in the show notes, which you can find at seanyoung.com slash podcast. I hope you'll check it out. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, and here's my interview with Chris Slog. Chris, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Pretty good, man. It's a pleasure to be here with you, and I really appreciate you taking a little time to sit down with me and talk. Well, thank you. Thank you. I like the opportunity. Hey, uh, tell me a little bit about what you do. Um, well, I am a uh, boat charter captain, uh-huh. uh, dive charter specifically, and I'm um, also professional scuba diver, which means a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and then we also have this uh, this coffee shop here. So kind of a kind of a, an entrepreneur and an, an enterprising person in a few different ways. Yeah. Um, just basically uh, trying to make my passion my my job. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I, I think so. Uh, well, I, those are all pretty, uh, pretty, pretty uh, adventurous areas. You know, not just the ocean stuff, but the uh, the small business enterprise here, as well. Yeah, that can and be the the scariest part. <laughs> <laughs> you got a, a, a lot on the line with with every one. Yeah. But um, but I, I wanted to uh, just take a moment and sit down and talk a little bit about what you do. All right, that sounds perfect. How did you how did you get into uh, I guess first of all the um, the boat captaining and the scuba diving what's your what's your background in that um, well that was a, a long process but um, yeah. originally I got certified to scuba dive that was uh-huh. the first step it's kind of where we all start right yeah exactly yeah. Um, so how old were you when you got certified twelve oh, 12. wow yeah yeah so I was I was young uh, we were did on you the, have people in your life that like uh, kind of kind of led you into that um prompted you into that my dad used to dive uh-huh. uh he didn't uh when i started um yeah. but he kind of kind of forced me into it uh, i didn't want to do it the first day but yeah. um i mean here we are now so right i think it, it worked kind of became a way of life for yeah you. yeah interesting um, but yeah so i got certified when i was 12 and it was just one of those things that as soon as i hit the water i mean before we even got to the ocean put on the scuba gear it just felt natural wow. and and it was just one of those things that clicked where um, 
you just have that that feeling, you know. I want I want to do this, yeah. and and huh. um and it just progressed from there. Even though you had reservations about it at the very start. initially, initially. Yeah, yeah, initially. Um, but but as soon as we got in the water, um, it all I mean just made made perfect sense, and uh, I just took off with it. Yeah. And, and loved it. What was your first dive experience like? Where was it? Um, it was actually in, in Turks and Caicos. Okay, cool um, place. So yeah, yeah, it was awesome there. Um, kind of got spoiled on my first dive yeah you know <laughs> warm water yeah warm lots water of, lots of 100 foot fish. of visibility yeah. and just beautiful reefs uh-huh. um so we we did the course there and then uh, as soon as i came back i lived in in new jersey that's where i grew up really yeah me too really yes. all right yeah, yeah. so uh, yes. early early life in ocean city okay near ocean city yep. and then kind of more as i as I got older, LBI, Metro nice. Lakes area, yeah. Nice, yeah. So I'm uh, from Point Pleasant. Okay. Um, so on the coast, grew yeah. up around the ocean. But I came back from Turks and Caicos, and the next week I uh, did another scuba class in New Jersey, which uh-huh. was a little bit different. Uh, Probably disappointing, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it was at first. Um, <laughs> but at that point, I didn't care. I mean, yeah. all I wanted to do was was be in the water, underwater, any way I could. Huh. And... Um, and I actually, uh, people still call me crazy for it, but I fell in love with Jersey diving. And really? I still go back there even to this day. And okay, I so just like, love it. When I think of Jersey, and this is from experience, years and years of experience, it's gray water, no visibility. Uh, That's pretty accurate. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, pretty accurate. Um, now, it's, it's the, the offshore diving there. I mean, it's still uh-huh. gray or green water. Yeah. Uh, very cold. Uh-huh. Very cold. Um, I think the coldest dive I did was in January, and I still remember it. Wow. Uh, it was 38 degree water. Dang, man. Water temp, 38. Huh. And um, and when we came up, you would literally, your gear would, would start forming icicles Ice. yeah. on you as you were trying to get it off. Wow. Um, How old were you when you were doing that? Uh, I was probably around 17 years old, okay. about that, so high school. Wow. Um, but... But I mean, the 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 diving up there was was amazing. I mean, the wrecks. I mean, there's mm-hmm. an amazing mm-hmm. amount of wrecks up there. I mean, yeah. we literally never dove the same wreck twice. I mean, every day was a different sight. Wow. And it was just always new, and it was an adventure too. So that's um, like your early history is a lot of wreck diving. Yeah, a lot of wreck diving, yeah. and then um, a lot of spear fishing up there too. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's where I started started spear fishing, and what and, kind of um, stuff would you go after? Um, up there, uh, it's mostly. Uh, flounder, uh-huh. um, striped bass, which are the big, you know, trophy fish up there. Yeah. Um, Totog, sea bass, cod, things like that. And mm-hmm. then, of course, uh, the main lobster. How far offshore would you be when you were out um, there fishing? Jersey would be anywhere. I mean, they have the jetties up there on the beach. So yeah. you could literally just walk in off the beach and, um, and, do, and do a dive. It was really, really cool. With a spear gun? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even even like I guess obviously not in the summertime when beaches are crowded. Um but. yeah, so you'd have to um the lifeguards would, would, would kick you off, so you'd have to go in before before nine AM or after five. Yeah. Um during the summer, but in the winter you could go pretty much any time. Um but my favorite dives were obviously the offshore dives. Would so you be with scuba tanks or just uh fins free and diving, snorkel? Yeah, 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 free diving Mask on, and fins and on the uh, on the jetties. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um that's where I where I started. And then um, the offshore stuff, obviously, with, with scuba gear. What kind of stuff would you catch around the jetties? Would you find lobsters there? Um, every once in a while, you'd really? find a lobster huh. there. Um, but but those were more in the in the deeper water. Yeah. Um, the like, jetties were more for, you know, flounder and uh, striped bass, uh-huh. tow tog, and, and um, 
you know, sometimes, you know, triggerfish and some other stuff that would come yeah. up in the summer. Wow. Um, that is really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was actually even, I mean, shipwrecks right off the jetties. Uh, you know, one, one jetty that I used to spearfish on, you'd, you'd swim about 100 feet off the tip of it, and there'd be a 17th century ship. I no mean, kidding. just right there, that close to the beach. Yeah. Wow. What was that like? Um, it was pretty cool. I mean, it doesn't look like much now. Um, pile of yeah, wood just a pile of wood, and yeah. and um, usually the only thing left is the the chain, the anchor chain. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just still really cool. You know, the history up there yeah. um, of the shipwrecks and being able to see all that is uh, was was really awesome. You know, growing up. Uh-huh. Um, but but yeah, we'd go out and um, I mean, I would I would skip school a lot of times to to go diving. <laughs> uh, but you know that's where that's where my my heart was, yeah. And um, and that's where I gained most of my diving experience. And um, I don't think I would be where I am today uh-huh. if I didn't get that initial experience in in the Northeast. Yeah. Um, the diving up there is is really challenging, and um, it it made me a much better diver yeah. and uh, more prepared for the the conditions down here and and the rest of my my diving career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, I, I owe it all to 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 that dive community and the people that taught me what I know. Yeah. It sounds like you cut your teeth in some pretty challenging conditions. Yeah. Some pretty yeah. challenging situations. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I would I would be on the boat and and I mean um. There would not be another person, I mean, less than, you know, 20 years older than I was, you know? I mean, I was always the youngest one. Yeah, by far. By far, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and the only one out of my friends that was doing that kind of stuff at the time. Um, but it was really cool because every day I learned something new. And uh, it was always nice to be surrounded by all these people that were more experienced than myself. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you just open up your ears, you can, you can learn a lot. Yeah. And I did, so. Yeah. Were your parents pretty supportive of you even through that kind of oh, yeah. phase? Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they um, so they even saw you like cutting school and like doing all this kind of like risky I mean, stuff. They, and they, they were weren't even, like they weren't really happy about that. Yeah, um, I'd have to uh, pick and choose what I told my mom. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I'd have to kind of fabricate the stories a little bit. You know, make it seem a little uh-huh. bit less dangerous than what it was. Right. Um, but no, I mean, they they just they saw how into it I was, mm-hmm. and um, and they just supported it and cool. you know thank them for it you know yeah yeah so yeah, um, yeah it sounds like good parenting and yeah yeah obviously yeah. all parents you know have their flaws but yeah you know, yours seem to yeah. supported you in a they really, really positive way they really really did yeah. and um yeah i'm really really grateful for that um but then yeah so i mean i obviously knew what i wanted to do and then the time came to, to go to college uh-huh. and um the only colleges I was looking at was places. The first thing I looked at uh, when I when I looked at a college to apply to was how close the ocean was and what dive shops were in the area. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I did marine biology. So uh, that just kind of came as a natural interesting progression, yeah. you know. Um, so I chose UNCW. Uh-huh. Uh, that's how I got to Wrightsville Beach. Okay. Yeah. So that connects the dots. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's how I got to Wrightsville Beach and um, did the marine biology program there mm-hmm. and. Um, did a lot of really really cool things there. Did a lot of research diving and uh, got you know ran the scuba club there and started. That's where I started working on on my first dive boat uh, as a mate. Uh-huh. Uh, so we uh, so during school, I mean every weekend I was I was offshore on the boat and uh, just just gaining experience. And then um, when I graduated, 
I uh, started some research diving jobs here and there, contract work, traveled mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then uh, always still worked on those dive boats. Yeah. Um, I was an, an instructor at the time, so I was certifying a lot of students, mm-hmm. um, it, more in the, the recreational dive side of things. Yeah, so people kind of doing their first first yeah yeah so basic open water certifications i mean i taught everything up through dive master but Mm -hmm. um mostly you know intro certifications and then uh made it on the boat and then for fun we would always go out you know spearfishing and and Mm -hmm. and going to find teeth yeah so um which for for people listening and don't exactly know what we're talking about when we say teeth yeah i'll say that in this coffee shop where we're sitting we're surrounded by these jewelry cases, and in these jewelry cases are fossilized shark's teeth that are about the big, the size of my hand, and uh, so yeah. megalodon, megalodon, shark exactly. Teeth. Yeah, so you'd you'd go out, kind of just going out on your own time, diving for fun, spearfishing, yep. and also finding fossilized shark teeth while it, you're out there. Exactly. Yeah. How did you know that that stuff was? down there that it was actually something to be found um was that something you picked up in the course of your marine biology program or just talking to people you know in the course of your experience it was it was actually i um, in the course of of working for the the dive operation that i worked for um one of the sites that they went to is what they called the the megalodon tooth ledge or the fossil ledge mm-hmm. and um i didn't know much about it but from mating on the boat and doing a lot of dives i mean found out about it of course yeah and and it's it's a it's a well-known area in the dive mm-hmm. community down mm-hmm. here yeah um but it was new to me of course at the time okay and uh so just diving on that boat i i had a lot of experience with finding teeth and and knowing where to look because it, it's definitely uh, a challenge which we, we'll, we'll talk about yeah um but but yeah so it, it started out as fun and then I had, you know, these shelves full of fossilized megalodon teeth and uh, realized that, you know, there was there was a business to be to be made out of that. And um, other people were always just so amazed by them. Uh-huh. And uh, I finally started realizing that we could we could sell these things. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely like when you walk in your your coffee shop here, like it's super impressive to see that stuff. And you're just like, whoa. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to. uh do a lot of convincing. A lot of people still don't think that they're real. They don't believe me. Yeah, <laughs> right. We have to show them the videos uh, before they really kind of huh. grasp the fact that these things are real. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 really insane, honestly. Uh, I mean, I still get amazed by them, you yeah. know, just looking at them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I mean, North Carolina is one of the best places to find them, and that's kind of what what kept me around here. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, there are beaches that you can walk the beaches and, and find them on the beach. Exactly, yeah. exactly, so, yeah. I mean, you know they've got to be out there in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If they're washing up on the beach, um, they're out there. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's just a matter of where to find them. That yeah. can be the challenge because so, they're not everywhere. Obviously, there are places where they're just in greater concentration. Than, exactly, than yeah. Yeah, so um, what we dive out here are um, what we call ledges. Mm-hmm. They're um, They're not true coral reefs but they have coral on them and um they're actually ancient riverbeds i see yeah yeah so um 
these these ledges that we dive are are there's literally thousands of them out here. Uh-huh. I mean, just everywhere. The ledges. The ledges, yeah, okay. yeah, and and you can always see them. You know, when you when you run over one on your boat, you know, you you, you see that drop off. You look down, the water you, color yeah. of the water changes. Yeah, yeah, and and you see it on your your, your depth sounder and okay. your your instruments and everything. You see that drop, mm-hmm. and um, I mean. Lot of, I mean, obviously, all the fishermen fish on them, and they're great for spear fishing because mm-hmm. they attract all these, you know, fish species. Yeah, anywhere there's a habitat change, there's going to be exactly, more wildlife. Exactly. Yeah. So they're they're probably our most productive, you know, ecosystem out here are okay. these these offshore ledges, mm-hmm. um, or live bottom as we call them. Um, but on very specific ledges, you can find these megalodon teeth. Okay. And uh, they're they're I mean, literally needles in the haystack in terms of where they're located the the teeth are the teeth yeah Yeah. or the concentrations of the teeth okay so i mean i mean a lot of the work that we do is actually going out and doing you know recon where we're where we're basically just finding different places and the only way you know if the teeth are there is to is to dive it Mm -hmm. and um and we're going down and, and we're looking so you've done a lot of research yeah in basically finding these places that are kind of like diamond mines for Exactly. These fossil treasures. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, and when you when you find a good productive ledge, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can find teeth in, in pretty big numbers. Yeah. Um, the quality is not always there. Right. You know, you can find quantity, a lot mm-hmm. of broken teeth, things like that. Interesting. Um, yeah. But we're we're looking for the the quality teeth that as well. Yeah. And it's not just the megalodon teeth. I mean, we find. I mean, megalodons, great whites, sand tigers, makos, um, you know, prehistoric thresher sharks, huh. and, and also, you know, a bunch of whale fossils, whale vertebrae, ear bones, things like that. Wow. Like, um, that, yeah, like, that like, like these ones right here. Okay, yeah. Yeah. There are these yeah. Uh, big rocks under this coffee table. <laughs> and, uh, the size of your head, yeah. <laughs> but it's one vertebrae <laughs> from, a, from a prehistoric whale. Dang, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the megalodons ate the whales, so that's why they're, they're there together. I see. Yeah, where yeah, you're going to find whalebone, you're going to find teeth. Yeah, there you go. So uh, tell me, like, when you, you go down, uh, how deep do you dive when you go to find these fossils? And what's the process of finding them look like? So um, on most of the ledges where we find teeth, they're in the, the 90 to 110-foot range. Yeah, it's a pretty deep dive. Yeah, or, yeah, it's a deep dive for sure. It's an advanced dive. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not just the depth. Um, there's also, I mean, we're, we're 45 miles out in the ocean. Wow, I mean, okay, so you're... A long journey to get yeah, out there, it's a, basically it's a, just navigating by GPS. Yeah, exactly, and GPS, and um, and we have our, our sites marked. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, do yeah, you have it's buoys a, out there that far? Or? No, okay. no. Um, yeah, no buoys, uh, no morning balls. You don't want to put a buoy there because then somebody else will find your spot. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so you kind of want to keep your spots uh, to yourself. Secret, yeah. Have yeah. you ever had anyone like poach your spots, like oh, follow yeah. you out? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh, there's some piracy out there. Yeah, uh, for how sure. Do you, how do you uh, how do you get around uh, being discovered? <laughs> um, well, there's. I guess I guess maybe you don't want to say in a public yeah form. yeah <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll what happens offshore? <laughs> we like to keep it out there. Uh, but uh, we haven't had any 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 bad run-ins yet. We're yeah. all we're all doing the same thing. Um, but yeah, there's certain sites you don't go to when there's others others out area. there okay. for sure for sure. Um, but yeah, so it's, yeah, 45 miles out there. It's a two and a half hour boat ride. I mean, you're out mm-hmm. literally no sight of land, um, in the wilderness basically. Yeah. And, um, 100, 110 feet underwater and, you know, the currents can switch at the drop of a hat. I mean, you can be fighting those. Visibility can be anywhere from, you know, over a hundred feet mm-hmm. to 
I mean, you can't see your hand in front of your face, yeah. and you never know what it's going to be until you get out there. Do you dive in conditions like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, when you when you make a two-and-a-half-hour boat ride out there, yeah, uh, you're not let it go to waste. <laughs> you don't really want to turn around, you yeah. know? So, I mean, you just so what do you do when it's make it work. like you can't see five feet in front of you um, or two feet in front of you? I mean, there's definitely been days where I've been on the bottom just going by feel. And, um, huh. I mean, there's there's a lot of people, actually, that, that find teeth in rivers as well, yeah. inland. Uh-huh. Um and that's how they're finding the teeth. I mean, it's just zero visibility, but they're only in like 15 or 20 feet of water. We're mm-hmm. out there in a, in a hundred, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it can definitely be dangerous. Um, it can definitely be challenging. Um, I run a, a charter as well, and, and I wouldn't bring customers out there in right. those types of conditions. Sure. It's a safety okay. concern. Yeah. Um, but, but for me or, you know, my crew, um, sometimes, you know, you mm-hmm. just got to deal with it. And yeah. uh, and dive. <laughs> so when you when you go out there and you do uh, find fossils, like y- you say, you're digging around with your hands. Yeah. So yeah. is it sand or mud or? Um, it's actually what what we call rubble. Okay. So um, the ledges that produce teeth have a lot mm-hmm. of uh, like I said, rubble. So what it is is actually broken, shells broken up rocks. Rocks. Okay. Broken up pieces of the actual ledge, mm-hmm. and then also broken up bone. And um, and the teeth are in there as well. Uh-huh. Um, so so it's not really soft sand. It's more like this, just you know, rubbly, broken up gravel. Gravel, but yeah. but it's thick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then we find the teeth actually off of these drop offs. So the ledge will drop off. Um, you know, it's usually 15 or 20 feet of a of a drop off. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you'll find some boulders just off the ledge. And then as you go farther and farther off the ledge, you'll see these rubble fields. And that's what we're looking for, for fossils. So that's like in the old riverbed, actually. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you might have another ledge on the other side of that riverbed. Exactly and you're right. you're just kind of down there in the middle. Yep, exactly right. Um, so, so one of the sites we've actually uh, been working recently, mm-hmm. um, about maybe, maybe a thousand yards apart, there's two ledges. There's a drop-off. Mm-hmm. It goes down into a bowl, and then it comes back up on the other side. So, I mean, that's for sure a riverbed, yeah. and these teeth have just settled in, um, in there. Because there. that's, like, where the sharks used to swim. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Huh. So it was all land at one point. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously the oceans are there now. Right. Um, but, yeah, they're all ancient riverbeds. And um, But, yeah, when we look for that, that rubble, um, a good site, a site that's pretty much virgin that nobody's been to mm-hmm. um you can find the teeth literally just sitting on top um you have to have an eye for them yeah definitely mm-hmm. you know a trained eye yeah um but i mean a lot of times they're just literally just sitting there huh. um sometimes you might just see like a piece of you know the tip sticking out or, or a root right um or just the side of one uh-huh. um that's where the you know the good the good eye comes in yeah yeah um but yeah they're just they're just mixed into that rubble i mean sometimes i mean i've i've picked them up and they have like a three foot plant growing out of them you wow. know um and they also don't look like they do right here well yeah that was my next question is um you know obviously you know do, do you have to do some cleaning up be- yeah between yeah so um so i mean probably 99 percent of the teeth that we find have to have some f- form of cleaning yeah um i mean Very obviously calcified and, yeah there's yeah. a lot of calcium buildup um there's a lot of i mean sometimes you know barnacles soft corals uh coralline algae and stuff like that growing on the teeth mm-hmm. just from them being on the ocean floor i mean that would happen to anything yeah um 
But so what we do is we, we bring them back and um, usually with a wire brush. And um, actually the best thing to clean them is a, another broken tooth. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, is muriatic acid or vinegar? We do use some vinegar. Yeah. Um, you got to be careful about it, though, because you can actually uh, destroy the tooth uh-huh. with the vinegar. Yeah. Um, so we use a really, really light solution. Uh-huh. And, and then um, another tooth, actually? Yeah, yeah. You can use a, there's a, a broken tooth, basically, uh-huh. and uh, you can just scrape the tooth and knock on it as much as you want, and it's not going to scratch because they're the same density. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, that's actually the best cleaning tool for them. Wow. Um, sometimes if you, you know, take like a, you know, like a wire brush or something Too like scratchy. that, you can scratch the enamel on them. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, another tooth won't do that. Wow. Yeah. And then um, just that vinegar and uh, and cleaning them up, um, that's how they look now. I mean, they're the shine on them is natural. We don't... We oh, don't, you don't oil we them? We don't polish them. Really? Yeah, we don't wow. polish them at all. Okay. Um I mean, the shine is natural. And you can see some of them shine more than others. Mm-hmm. Some of them are more dull. Yeah. Uh, some of them have that really glossy enamel. But that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all natural. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would have thought for sure, like, you'd wax them or put some kind of oil no. on them to make um, them kind of, you know, you, pop like they do. You, you can um, mm-hmm. put uh, mineral oil mm-hmm. on the teeth. Yeah. And, um, and all that does is it kind of... It gives them more of like a wet appearance, and mm-hmm. it'll soak into them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it won't make them shine like like some of these ones on display. Yeah, I mean that's that's just their natural shine. Okay, looks like I put it, you know, buffed them out with right. yeah, with the wax. But, it does, yeah. But uh, no, that that's all natural. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, let me ask you, um, kind of apart from the fossil diving, you uh-huh. you mentioned you do a bit of spear fishing out there. Oh also. yeah. Like what yeah. kind of what kind of stuff do you fish for when you're out offshore that far? The the cool like, thing about North Carolina yeah. is we have some of the most diverse uh, diverse ecosystem fish populations, um, and all of our fish here are really really big. <laughs> um, really. Yeah, we get. Um, a lot of uh, grouper, uh-huh. a bunch of different species of grouper, um, hog snapper, which is most people's favorite yeah. uh, in terms of uh, taste. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're just great fish. Huh. Um, I mean, cobia that, you know, gets 100 pounds, um, you know, huge African pompano, permit, um, just all kinds of, uh, you know, pelagic species, wahoo, mahi. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's unbelievable. And the spearfishing here is is world class, really is. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everywhere from, I mean, right off the beach to mm-hmm. to 50 miles offshore, yeah. and um, you know, you can shoot some some really really big fish. Interesting. Right yeah, on. yeah. That's 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 honestly some of the uh, the most fun we have is is spearfishing. Yeah. Um, you know, tooth diving is is amazing and we love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more of a job. Spearfishing is our release when we go out for fun. Yeah. We'll go and uh, and shoot fish. Yeah. Well, it sounds like from just kind of the, the short conversations we've had before sitting down with the mics here, that you started finding the shark's teeth because you were out there already. Exactly. Spearfishing. Yeah. 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 And that's actually how the whole ledges shark ledges in general got found because um, you were basically out there because that's where the fish tend yeah to yeah exactly so yeah. people were out there spearfishing and and just stumbled upon it it all happened by accident mm-hmm. and then um when people realized they were here you know more and more people started wanting to get out there yeah um but yeah but spearfishing is in north carolina is is unbelievable mm-hmm. i mean 
when you can shoot a a, a 90 pound cobia yeah. and and wrestle that thing underwater i mean it's it's an adrenaline rush for sure so do you have uh do you have like a peak experience or or something it just kind of when you when you think about that experience of, of spearfishing in north carolina is there something that really stands out to you as a memory that uh just immediately comes to mind for you um i mean there's 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 so many uh there's so many um I mean, probably, I mean, there's a lot of, of uh, shark shark encounters when you're spearfishing, for sure. Um, but probably the, the, the best experience is uh, we shot, or I shot a, um, it was my biggest cobia, it was a 90-pound uh, cobia, and... Uh, and it, it it looks like a shark underwater. I mean, they're just they're just absolutely massive fish mm-hmm. and just so strong. And um, I mean, how 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 big in length is a ninety pound cobia? Uh, it was over. I mean, it was if I held it up. I mean, I'm I'm five eleven. So if I held it up, I held its head at my head and its tail was touching the floor. So wow, over over five feet. Yeah. I mean, big, big fish. Huge fish. Um, and just, I mean, huge in terms of girth. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, shot him and and, and uh, uh, all hell broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of how it goes. But, uh, yeah, he um, he turned around and, and just absolutely goes nuts, you know, which is normal. But he uh, he got wrapped up on, um, on a piece of, of the wreck that we were diving on and just completely bent my my spear shaft in a 90 degree angle i mean that's how strong they are and um the only thing you can do uh to try and control them is to basically wrap them up and and wrestle them you know like under put underwater. your arms around it. put your arms around their head and you got to stick your hand up into their their gills, gills. and try and you know get a, a grasp on them Dang. and then wrap your legs around their tail that sounds know? like some rodeo it is yeah move. it's it's a it's a full-on wrestling match yeah. down there uh you know um Underwater. Underwater, Scuba yeah. Tanks. Yeah, yeah. And um Jeez, dude. And uh he uh I was holding on to him and and just trying to control him and um and he was just beating me in the head as he's trying to get away. Knock my mask completely off my face. Um knock my regulator out. So and, you're Yeah, I'm just blind and, and can't breathe. Holding <laughs> you your breath and, yeah, I can't see. <laughs> um so I, I finally I got my regulator in and uh and just literally, I mean, I couldn't swim him to the surface because my legs were wrapped around him. So I just kind of horsed him up the best I could, uh, as awkward as I could, and um, wow. got him back to the boat. Um, never found my mask, but got him back to the boat. And um, I mean, man, when we, when we took him out of the water, I mean, they just go absolutely nuts on the boat. I mean, he just tore it up. But but we landed him and. Uh, and uh ate wow. them. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's crazy crazy was, those fish, man. How was that dinner? You oh, it. I mean, we gave it to all of our neighbors and yeah. I mean, we were eating that thing for for probably a week. But yeah, yeah, it was worth it for sure. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Um but yeah, that's just the type of fish we have here, man. It's uh it's just it's always always something new yeah. you know keeps you keeps you on your toes for sure keeps it interesting mm. you mentioned uh sharks too yeah um and i i think you said 
in one of our conversations earlier that you see sharks on almost every dive when you're out here. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So what's I mean, what's that like? Um, when you're not spearfishing, it's it's nice. Um, yeah. You know, I like seeing sharks. They're they're really really cool. Um, when you have you know bloody fish on you, it's a little bit different. Uh, right, it gets a little stressful. yeah, it gets a little nerve wracking yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, just because the 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 fish populations here are so healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the the shark population is is healthy as well, yeah. uh, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, we see sharks on every dive. I mean, we we do dive charters, uh, shark dives, where yeah. we go to certain wrecks where we have shark populations, mm-hmm. and um, you know people are guaranteed to see you know sometimes twenty or thirty sharks on a dive. Wow. Um, most of them are, are sand tiger sharks, so they're mm-hmm. really, really docile. Yeah. Um, not aggressive. Not aggressive at all. They'll swim right up to you. They're like, you're like big puppy dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people, um, come out, I mean, people come from all over the country just to dive with the sharks here. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, I, I didn't mean, know that. About. Yeah. It's really, really amazing. Interesting. Um, and we're not in a cage. We don't bait them. We yeah. don't chum for them. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just they're completely just natural. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, but we have all kinds of species. I mean, we, Pretty much any shark species you can think of, you know, we we have it. Um, and then we're actually coming up on on a great white season right now when they start migrating back uh, to the warmer water. Is this when they is this when they tend to go south? Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, we uh, I mean, I haven't I've only seen one, thankfully, in the water. Um, but this is the time of the year when the water's cold, when they're starting to kind of move back down. Uh, south along the coast here. Where do they go in the winter time? Caribbean, um, all over the place, actually. Really? I mean, some of them travel. I mean, thousands and thousands of miles. Um, Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, they migrate all over the world. Wow. Yeah, but but yeah, they come right through here, and uh, I mean, yeah, it's just a, just a fact of life. Right. Yeah. Well, I've, I mean, I've, I've seen reports of them. Yeah, on the, on the beach. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. last winter one washed up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people have, have seen them fishing. You know, so we we know they're out here. Yeah. Um, but they haven't they haven't bothered anybody yeah. yet. Well, you, you mentioned you you saw one. Was that out like forty five miles <sighs> offshore and yeah, and out on yeah, that was at um at the Tooth Ledge. Uh, mm-hmm. We were we were diving for teeth, and um, it was I think it was uh, January, so so the water was was cold. cold you yeah. know, in the low sixties. Um, which is, which is what they like. But, uh, but yeah, so I was, I was diving by myself, um, which is what I normally do when we're, when we're tooth diving. All alone. Yeah. Yeah. Completely by yourself. Did you have anyone on the boat or were you? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You always, always have a crew. Yeah. Um, but you were just in the water. But I was in the water alone. Yeah. So, so we had a buoy and, and I, you know, we have, you know, I have spare tanks and everything. So, you know, you're completely Uh self-sufficient. Um, in terms of your dive, um, we have the the training to, to do solo diving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you have the crew on the boat. So I was, you know, coming up from my dive, and you have to do your your safety stops, yeah. your decompression stops. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was sitting there on my my stop, and I had a, a bag full of you know megalodon teeth, and uh, and I just you know I had that 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 feeling, you know, uh, you know, it's like ah, something's watching me. Yeah. And. Um, was it a spooky feeling? It or was. was it just kind yeah, of a, just really eerie. You yeah. know, I mean, when you're when you're floating in the middle of the ocean, mm-hmm. you know, with nothing but blue around you. You yeah. know, I mean, you're kind of, um, 
it's a vulnerable feeling, you know, yeah. a little bit. Do you get that feeling often or is it just? No, no. So, so it, it, no, it, you um, notice it when you do feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely noticed it. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I actually kind of, I was looking at my, my dive computer and I saw a reflection of something on it, you know, behind me. And uh, turn around and, and, and there she was. Uh, I mean, wow, monster, monster great white. And uh, and actually, the people that were on the boat had seen it before I did. You saw it through the water. Yeah, through the below. water, through the water. They they thought it was a submarine. Uh, <laughs> wow. But man. luckily, I was on the um, the last you know minute of my my stop, mm-hmm. so I didn't really have to hang out with her too long. Yeah. But um, it was actually um. Were you on like an anchor chain or anything? Yeah. Like that? So we had a, a an anchor with with the line going up to a buoy on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had something to hold on to and a point of reference, but, but yeah, she just kind of slowly swam by me and looked at me and looked at her. Eye contact. And eye contact. And, uh, at that point, I mean, balls in their court, you know, it's going to go yeah. however they want it to. Yeah, you're defenseless. Yeah, so. completely, yeah. completely. Um, but luckily when you're on scuba, um, you don't look like anything they would ever think uh-huh. about eating you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, they're more curious than anything else yeah do you think that's what, that's what it was just kind of swimming around checking you out yeah yeah just just curious yeah. um and that's kind of mostly what we see with the sharks here mm-hmm. i mean they 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 hear the sounds and they come in and and they're curious at first and and they don't really pose a threat mm-hmm. in terms of um you know you don't really see the signs of aggression yeah but but they look at you and then, then as soon as they realize what you are mm-hmm. i mean they're they're gone you know and she just swam off Really? Slowly, yeah. Just into the deep blue ocean. That was ocean. it, yeah. Yeah, and then I got out of the water very, very, very quick. <laughs> yeah, how did, how did you feel when you got on the boat? Uh, <laughs> heart beating fast. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, adrenaline dump. Yeah, it was just like, I mean, all the all the emotions, you know, it was like fear, but like excitement, and wonder, and shock. And yeah. It was just all at the same time, you know, it was, it was wow. crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was cool. Cool experience. Wild. Yeah, yeah. What, what, were your, what were your friends saying? Um, I mean, they were like, did you see that, you know? <laughs> and uh, it's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was just, you know, crazy, like, full circle thing. You know, you're here with a bag full of, you know, prehistoric shark teeth. Yeah. And here's, you know, the apex predator now. Yeah. You know, in the water with yeah. you, you yeah. know? I mean, um, there's, there's, a, there's a beauty in that. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really, really cool. Yeah. Really cool. But, yeah. We could cut this next part out or we could leave it in okay i'll just ask this question is there is there any time when you've felt uh compromised when you felt in danger out there um with with other animals or just in diving in general by either nature and conditions or other animals um yeah yeah um i've definitely the, the probably the 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 one time where I was kind of thinking like, well, we might not make it back here, um, just was on my, my personal boat. We were out 45 miles offshore. We had done an overnight trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we stayed out for two days, and, and um, the weather wasn't forecast to do what it, what it actually did, and it blew up. And I mean, we had eight, nine-foot breaking waves out there, and oh, we're wow. in a little 24-foot boat yeah, trying to make it back, getting just tossed around, and wow. water coming in everywhere, and, and all we're doing is just, you know, trying to make it back, just dead into it, and uh, I mean, it took us, I think, seven and a half hours to make it home wow. uh, from out there. 
but run low on fuel and everything no no No? Uh, we had fuel but i mean you um you just sit there and and hope that the the boat holds up and doesn't capsize and 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 yeah and uh but yeah that was that was the only time where i was like wow you know i mean you see the power of the ocean and and uh realize how how um you know little you are yeah yeah for sure (laughs) it's unforgiving um, but that's that's North Carolina too, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when we do, we you know charters. Obviously, um, <clears throat> most of my job is is checking the weather and 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 you know going through all my my resources and mm-hmm. and and websites and everything and and weather patterns and and you know deciding whether or not it's it's doable to get yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's a far run and and uh, you got to have pretty good weather for that. You know, so you got to be able to predict it and make the right call. Yeah. And obviously you're thinking ahead and yeah, exactly. planning for all the contingencies along the way. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, let me ask this and then we'll kind of jump into kind of the story about the shop here and then, okay. then we'll just drive it home from there. Yeah. But um, I'll also ask a question um, about about your your customers, your clients, your your charter your your dive customers yeah so with your when you take people out diving um, are there any experiences that stand out for you uh in that anything you you know any any stories that your your uh your your dive customers might might uh might retell or or Um, anything that happened that was just really special for a customer in that way um i mean we, we we take so many people out, you know, yeah. that uh, you know it's hard to to just say one you know specific story. Uh-huh. Um, but I will say that, I mean, the the best feeling for for me and and um and the the charter business is, I mean, bringing people out there and and bringing them to these these sites and just seeing the the the, the look on somebody's face when they when they find their first megalodon tooth underwater. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, 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 it's really awesome because it brings me back every time, you know, to the first time I found one and being able to, to share that with people is, is probably the most rewarding part of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, we get people from, from all over the country, uh, that, that come out here and, and do it with us and, um, it just never gets old yeah. and, and, and everybody that comes out, I mean, has been a repeat customer and they, and they keep coming back. Just because, I mean, it's just, it's just that cool, you know? <laughs> I mean, being able to, to go down and dive, which is what most people, um, well, that dive obviously love diving. Yeah. And, but being able to, to do that and then also find these these megalodon teeth is just yeah, something that's really, really special. And this is one of the only places in the world where you can actually do it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just seeing that that look on their face, you know, when they, when they find that tooth and hearing the the yells and the screams underwater when they <laughs> find one as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They can get very vocal. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you always know when, when somebody finds a, a big like one. Sounds like pure excitement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really, really, really cool. So most of your, most of your dive customers for that, are they experienced divers, obviously? Yeah. Done, yeah. Done a yeah. lot of dives. Exactly. To go so, down to that depth and then. Yeah. So, so the Megalodon ledges are, I mean, it's just one of the dives that we do. We do a lot of dives for, um, beginners. Oh, really? Um, yeah. A lot of shallow wreck diving. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a lot of dives where, where people with less experience just, you know, can go and, and do 
sightseeing dives. You mm -hmm. know, we do spearfishing trips, all that. Mm -hmm. But um, but the tooth ledges are definitely for the more experienced divers. Yeah. Um, so, so that's just kind of like maybe the more the higher higher experience level dive. It, exactly. It is. I mean, it's it's deep. It's a hundred, hundred and ten feet. Mm -hmm. I mean, the currents can be. Um, pretty challenging. Yeah. Um, the visibility, like I said, can be hit or miss. Um, and then you're also, you know, working the entire dive, you know, mm -hmm. looking for teeth, you're swimming, you're, um, sometimes fanning the sand. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, the, the tooth fever, which is, uh, what we call it where, I mean, when you're on the bottom, I mean, you only have a certain amount of time mm -hmm. and a certain amount of air, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Um, so when you're looking for teeth, you know, you want to find that on. last tooth, yeah. the pressure's on yeah. and, and people tend to, to push their limits. Mm -hmm. Um, so you got to be a, an experienced diver, um, to do it. We, we require nitrox certification to go mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. We recommend having an, you know, an advanced certification. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's something that a lot of people that, um, are beginners tend to shoot for. So mm -hmm. it, you know, they, they usually work their way up to it. So it gives them a goal. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So maybe do a few, few dives and then yep. that's kind of out there yeah kind of further down the line yeah, yeah yeah exactly interesting um and we'll also i mean we have well that works well as a business model for you yeah as well because yeah. you have a goal for a customer to work it, exactly yeah. yeah it'll keep them coming back uh -huh. and then um you know we'll also um you know my my crew members and myself you know we'll we'll even go down with them you know mm -hmm. um if it's your first tooth dive and you need some guidance you know we can actually take you down there and, and show you what to look for and point it out yeah. and, and, and help you along the way. Right. So people really appreciate that too, huh. you know? Yeah. Um, the, the kind of guided, guided aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, because I mean, obviously we, we sell the teeth, but, um, it's really important for us that, you know, when, when we have a charter and people are paying to go out there, mm -hmm. we're focused on finding them teeth, yeah. you know, and helping them out. Uh, it's not about us at that point. It's about, you know, our, our customers. Right. Um, so, so it's kind of two separate businesses that makes for sense. sure. So tell me, like, how much does one of these teeth sell for? Um, price range is is, uh, is pretty 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 big price yeah, range pretty, for sure. Pretty, pretty wide range. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, the teeth, like in this case, are all over six inches. Um, uh -huh. So that's kind of the the you know the goal. Yeah. For for people finding teeth and for collectors, you know, uh -huh. the six inch mark is you know the that's ultra really, rare. That's a really special tooth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the ultra rare. It's a really special fossil. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. And when you can find one in really good condition, um, the price jumps up. So. Yeah. I mean, some of these teeth go for you know two thousand dollars, twenty five hundred dollars. Okay. So when your dive clients, your dive customers are down there looking, they're I mean treasure hunting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's treasure there's hunting. A, there's a jackpot. That yeah. Possibly hit on. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, uh, like, I had exciting. one of my customers, I mean, it was his, his second time coming out with me, mm -hmm. and and he did really well, you know? He found probably, you know, 10 or 15 teeth, and yeah. um, and I think he, he sold, like, five of his teeth um, to a friend and, and basically paid for, like, his next 10 charters, wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was he was really excited about that. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, you can, you can definitely uh, make money with them. But, yeah, they are treasure, for sure. For sure. Cool. Um, but not all of them are that expensive. Yeah. You know, we have a lot in the, you know, 50 to $100 mm -hmm. range. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
Obviously, the smaller ones, Audrey's making the jewelry out of them, yeah, too, yeah, you yeah. know, so that's Which an, is a whole other jewelry, market. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so the jewelry is, is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, before I met Audrey, I didn't know what to do with the small ones, you know. Yeah. Uh, they, were, they were beautiful, but, but right. people were always after the, the big ones. Yeah. So when she's been able to, to turn them into these, these amazing pieces of jewelry, yeah. um, it just adds a whole other aspect to, to the teeth. Mm-hmm. And, um, and people have been just loving it. I mean, we're seeing more and more of her necklaces around town since we've opened. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Well, uh, for, for good reasons, really beautiful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you. So how did you, how did you transition from, uh, you know, just your fossil diving and, and charter business to opening a coffee shop and the sort of like this brick and mortar business here, which is, I mean, that's not just a, huge step but i mean that's a it's a risk and it's, it's yeah everything that's involved in that i mean how did you how did you make the leap was it um um what's what that was actually um mostly mostly audrey okay. <laughs> she kind of uh guided that journey um i just uh jumped into it but we she, um she says she has a degree in finance she does so she's yeah so and she's yeah. she's owned a a, sh- a coffee shop before okay and, and uh she 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 knows the business so side of things background it wasn't just yeah. doing this for the first yeah, time exactly okay um i mean now obviously uh we actually we had to renovate this entire place so that was probably the most stressful part of it um was the whole renovation and then how so um, was it the the permit process and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, just the, just I mean, the things that, that you don't think about, uh-huh. you know. You never um, do. Everything needs yeah. a permit. Everything needs to be approved. Every, you know, I mean, it's just just crazy, the hoops you have to jump through just to, to uh-huh. open yeah. a shop. Yeah. Um, so the behind-the-scenes stuff was was something that um, was a challenge, but but she had experience with that, and, uh, you know, she, she knew exactly what to do and, and made it happen. Cool. Um, but, yeah, so... When we met, I mean, she already had the idea for the coffee shop, and then, uh, you know, I started taking her out diving as well, mm-hmm. and um, and she got hooked on finding teeth, and and uh, she started the jewelry business as well, and the, the the shop just seemed like the perfect opportunity to just bring it all together. Yeah. Uh, when you see the sign, you know, espresso, jewelry, and fossils, it's kind of like uh-huh. what? That's <laughs> yeah, kind of a weird combination. Yeah, it, right? it yeah. is, but but it but it works, and um. And it, we've been, you know, really, really happy with 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 people's reactions to it, mm-hmm. and um, and it's it, it's somehow it works. It's it's odd, but but it was it was cool for us to bring, you know, all of our yeah. passions and and um and skills and everything just together yeah. in one place. Well, I would also challenge that a little bit and say, it, you know, when you when you walk into your shop and you and you sit here, it doesn't really seem that odd at all. I mean, because yeah. there's obviously an aesthetic to coffee um and i think bringing that into you know aligning that with the sort of the natural textures not just of the decor of your shop but also you know these fossils and then the jewelry um you know it all i think it all blends really nicely thank you thank you yeah and and you know obviously you know the whole business is thoughtfully designed and you know well laid out and yeah yeah she um emphasis on quality yeah. That you, yeah. you immediately pick up on when you thank walk you. in. Thank you. Thank You've you. You've done it well. Thank you. Yeah. We um we didn't have a designer or anything like that. We just went with it and uh did it all ourselves. So right. we you know, and that that was kind of the stressful part too, is because you never know how it's, it's gonna turn out in the end, yeah. you know? And then 
when you open your doors, you don't know how people are going to react to it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know. Um, well, how's the reception been in the community? It's been amazing. Yeah, it's been so you really had your amazing. First, your first, basically, your first season, first, first season. summer, yeah. just this year. How yeah. did that go? Uh, great. Yeah, great. Learned a lot. Um, changed a bunch of things. You know, uh-huh. you obviously learn what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, but I mean, here we are in November, and we're still busy. So cool. um, it's not even the busy season anymore, yeah. but but we've built up a really, really good local following here mm-hmm. as well, um, which is what we're most proud of yeah. is is the locals coming back every single day. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just been a really cool place for people to, to hang out. And then also um, just a, a really unique place for the tourists that come here. You mm-hmm. know, they we, Wrightsville Beach doesn't have anything like this, mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been really really good. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we've had a lot of success with it, and um, it's gonna grow. So yeah. that's the exciting part. Well, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Um, as we kind of uh, wind it down here, is there anything, uh, any kind of last words or anything you'd like to say? Uh, you know, in as we as we close it up. Um, well, yeah. So uh, for anybody listening out there. Um, the workshop, Wrightsville Beach, uh, that's is, where we are. Is the name of the is shop. the name of the shop. Yeah, the, w- so the workshop. The, the workshop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can find us online, theworkshopwb.com, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously the best way to experience it is to stop in yeah. and, uh, and come see us. But we do have um, all of the teeth and and the jewelry online as well. Okay. So people who aren't local or people who stop by um, who want to uh, just purchase a tooth or jewelry uh-huh. um they can so so the jewelry line is is called era jewelry design.com okay e-r-a, E-R-A yeah okay jewelry design.com e-r-a jewelry design.com that's it yep and um and all the the big teeth are on there all of the jewelry's on there oh, um, nice. it's fully customizable okay. uh, audrey's done a really great job with that so so people could uh select teeth and then get Get it, get it custom wrapped or um, custom. Yeah, so there, there's options. Custom, um, yeah, so, options. So, okay. so, yeah, exactly. And a lot of the teeth are, are sold as pendants, and you can uh-huh. um, choose whether you want it on, you know, what type of chain, length, okay, leather cord, silver, gold, all that good that stuff. That makes sense. Cool. Um, and then, of course, you know, all of our most recent finds will be up there mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and all of it. And then um, you can also find a link to. Um, the, the charter page from there as well okay and um but we we run a diversion diversion charters is diversion what we run charters. right now okay and then i'm um, also in the process of uh expanding that business we're uh, thinking about getting another boat mm-hmm. running two boats oh, and, nice. and starting a new business so so things are definitely growing yes yeah, yeah definitely <clears throat> um but we haven't we haven't figured out a name on that yet. That's that's the project for for the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully by the spring we'll we'll have that up and running. And um, there'll be a link to that from the the workshop page and everything. Right on. Um, but but yeah yeah things are things are rolling pretty well. We're awesome. happy with it. Well, that's exciting. Yeah yeah, yeah. it is it is. Well, Chris, uh, I want to thank you for taking some time to sit down with me and talking. Thank you um, for the opportunity. It was awesome to hear your stories. Um, I think. Uh, I think for me personally, um, hearing the history and how, um, you know, those kinds of early experiences in a person's life can uh, make such a, a tremendous uh, or have such a tremendous influence on where they go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how they how they arrive at yep. their current place is uh, is so interesting. Um, I think your your stories of your experiences in the ocean are, uh, you know, uh, fascinating to hear. 
and um, and I, I think the the uh, the adventure of starting a small business of any kind uh, takes courage, it takes passion, it takes drive, and uh, I think those are all admirable admirable qualities. Yeah, and, uh, thank you. It's much, definitely much uh, respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, definitely more stressful than, than <laughs> diving with sharks, even honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, different different kind of shark. Type yeah, things. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're well, right on. Well, thanks again for for sitting down and talking. All right, thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, man.